guys, honestly, I'm, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I've done, this is rest day two. So we, yesterday was stage 15, plus the other rest day, plus the preview pod. I've, and, all, and, all, and commentating for six and a half hours every day. I don't know what to say about the Giro d'Italia. Rescue me. Okay, I, Rescue can, me. I got something. No one talked, so I watched the end of yesterday's stage, and no one talked what I was listening to. Maybe you and Matt did in your brilliant commentary about yeah, how well Frigo rode. Definitely, like he, the way no, he rode we, that we final went climb. We on and on about him. That final yeah. climb, he rode like a genius, in the sense that he Completely. just went to the front and just knew that he only had one speed anyway, so he may as well just start it at the bottom, and so he limited yeah. his losses by a tuck. He knew they were going to attack, and I just thought, what for somebody so young, or his director in the car, Bully, just like telling him to do that, because most people are like, why is he riding? It's like masterstroke, and then he was so close. I was, I, he was the one I was urging on. He damn nearly won it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he did everything he possibly could at the right moment correctly and made the right call at every single point in that yeah. race. I completely agree with you. He's a real talent, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, who's the of the match. Yeah. Who? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Get me up no, to speed, legitimate, sorry. I didn't see it. That's a legitimate, totally legitimate yeah. question, Pete, because no one knew anything about him until this Giro. He's a, he's a kid who rides... He's an Italian kid on the Israel team. Um, how, did you how long has Sam Bewley been their DS? Yes, Sam. No, Sam Bewley's DS at Israel. Yeah, so Sam he's Bewley. in the car. Oh no, you so said Dan. Yeah. Or did I? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Internet don't connection. Know. Maybe I did. My my head's okay. completely frazzled. Yeah. But how? But my question is, how long has Sam Bewley been at Israel? Do you know? I like, don't know. As a DS. First year, maybe. Maybe because something has changed in that team. You're right. Like, they are all over this race. Yeah. They haven't had a win yet but they are smashing down the door at every stage. Huh. It's super impressive. That's very like, cool. It's complete attitude shift. Yeah. Like they've been, to be honest, they've been a bit of a anodyne kind of team, I think in the first couple of years, but mm. I haven't really understood what the project is all about, but they've got a crop of really interesting and the, the way they approach racing now is kind of serious. Yeah. Like, and really actually racing, with intent. not just sitting there yeah. kind of wondering what they're going to do. Cause Chris Froome isn't going well, which is what, <laughs> exactly. it, fe which is what it felt like before. It was like yeah. well, completely. So it's like no well. no direction, and now there is. Now there Basically. is. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Beauty direction. Yeah. Um, Beauty other, direction. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the other big news. I just watched Mark Cavendish's. Yeah, uh, Lauren just messaged me actually. I just watched him read out his press release uh, at the uh, whatever the the press conference for Astana and uh, announced what, his retirement. What, what is? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Announced his oh, retirement. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It was pretty good. Just saying that that's it. This is oh. final year. He's loving it. He wants to kind of, yeah. And that's Can you it, really. elaborate a little bit more about, did he mention if he's going to finish the season or what's the plan? Yeah, he's going to finish the season. This is final year racing, basically. Oh, racing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to see it out. And you know what, Mark's like, he'll, he'll probably try and squeeze out every single day. But um, but no, it was quite a, a, a succinct um, he didn't ramble on. He read it out, uh, which I guess he probably had to because he's probably quite emotional about it. You could tell yeah. a, just a hint of it, but he he made sure he just stuck to the script because I think it would have been too hard for him to go off script, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so there we go. It's the end, really, of an era. It really is. That really does. Wow. So what strange place cycling yeah. will be without Mark Cavendish. Yeah. Well, let's see if it's going to be the fairy tale ending. Which I hope so. Well, yes, yeah. I mean, hope so. Yeah, um, uh, he's got a couple of more, couple more chances in the Giro actually. 
slightly more than I, I thought. Um, day after tomorrow is a completely flat stage that, through yeah. Veneto to the coast. Um, and then there's Rome as well. So there's two more bona fide sprints left in the race. So <laughs> do his morale a lot of good, I think, to come away with a win from this race. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, yeah, he's very close. Were you surprised by that, Pete, that he called? Because like, a little bit of me is a bit surprised. I, I did wonder whether he'd just carry on like for another the, year after this. The timing of it was quite surprising. Kind of caught, yeah. caught me off guard a little bit. I, yeah. I would have expected it maybe post-Tour de France because I don't know. It depends what type of person you are, what type of character you are in terms of to get that win that he needs at the Tour. He doesn't need it, does he? But to to have the record, it's... Does that give you more motivation at the tour, or the fact that you know you're retiring give you less? I don't know, but it depends. It depends who you are and how you how you. Does it brain guarantee his place at the tour? Oh yeah, yeah. he's got. Yeah, he's going to the tour, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's just. Yeah, yeah I think. Anyway, yeah, just it? it was. It was coming, wasn't it? Either this year or the following year. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's quite out of the blue f- for me, anyway. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought it'd be like a two-year deal and just, well, as we've spoken about before, he just loves it so much. Like but I think the fact he's going out while still loving it, he's... What, why at the Giro, though, and why? Just why? What The timing of it, I can't quite... Well, it was his birthday, kind of it's the Giro, yeah. you know, and it's just yeah. kind of perhaps he's really kind of... He's seeing how close he is and he's having to use every bit of guile that he's got to get close. He's still running that, he's got form, but it's just he's squeezing every last drop out of the tank. It might be yeah, a case where it's just pragmatic. I think it's a very pragmatic call because if he knew that he was going to do that or probably going to do that anyway, um, get it out of the way, way ahead of the Tour de France because it's like it's yeah. one fewer it's one fewer annoying question to have to deal with over and over and over again, isn't it? Just yeah. strip it out, get it out of the way, done. And also, um, with respect to the Giro d'Italia, the press pack out here is like a quarter the size, uh, you know, if that. Mm. Uh, of, so a press conference is really manageable here. It's like not going to be such a big deal as at the Tour de France. A pre-race press conference at the Tour de France with Mark Cavendish would have yeah. been enormous. So it's just one stress that he's removed. You're so right, even if you... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he, for even if he knew it himself, I guess actually putting it out there to the world is probably just such a relief and taking so much weight off of his mind because he's obviously known it for weeks, maybe months before this press conference. Yeah, and also it's in Italy. We spoke about how much he loves Italy. It's where it yeah, started yeah. for him in many ways. Yeah, and he's he's going to get a lovely it, final week at the Giro. He had his family there, didn't he? Apparently. Yeah, yeah. In the press conference. In the present, so, well, I don't know. Par- probably. Uh, well, Lauren said that Peter and the kids were there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. So, full shebang. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. So, um, uh, listen, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? The um, the the JV thing. Oh <laughs> man, Jonathan Can you believe that? I saw a tweet. So I saw a tweet from <laughs> this morning saying he's he had the highest amount of followers he's ever had in one day, and I was like, what the hell's he done? And then, so I went through the thread and I was like, oh. Because I read the thing, the, the tweet he put out yesterday after the race, which was yeah. very, I just felt it was such a JV tweet, but actually had, I wasn't aware that he had an opinion on Thibaut Pino from the Cepada day. I can't, um, what's his name? Cepada. Yeah. Cepada. Uh, Cepeda. 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 Yeah. I didn't realize that JV had an opinion on that. So when I saw the tweet, I just thought it was a classic JV just being a, an annoying dickhead basically <laughs> but i didn't realize that it was actually targeted at pino 
and no, then nor did I. And yeah, then somebody I. came up in like the following tweet. Well, why don't you just at him instead of like in like doing intonating kind of innuendo? And he said, well, he probably at Thibaut Pino probably couldn't re read it through his tears anyway. And it was so like, he went in for another dig. Yeah, sort of thing, like yeah. double down on yeah. the dig. I mean, it was yeah. just so disrespectful. I think because yeah. I only knew about it because again, I tell you what, my brother Tim, he's. He's, he's just he's, a source of all your information. He, he's he? my source. <laughs> he, he messaged me with the obviously the tweet thread, the Twitter thread, and he goes, "Funny when grown adults who have good jobs argue on Twitter. Nobody looks good because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so it's true, so it's true, so true, isn't it?" But what I love about so it is just Lance immediately any opportunity to attack JV, he was in there <laughs> double down. <laughs> it was just like it's just, Lance just come on, like, hates goes, him. It goes like this. Not sure he at Timo Vino could read it through all of his tears. Tivo, who are you? Lance, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> He's a fucking clown. At least based on the 30 plus years I've known him. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... Twitter, but you know, but but you know what's wild as well? That's so Twitter in the sense he's got... JV got more followers in one day than he's ever had from that, which he'll love. But absolutely. But what? so weird... Such a weird thing to say to celebrate that as well. But yeah. you're absolutely right, isn't it? Twitter, this is how Twitter works. Yeah. Like, this is how they make money. They literally make money when they get people to shout at each other. Yeah. Uh, and the higher the number of followers these people have. The but don't you think it's weird for Pino like, to get involved in this Anglophone kind of like About battle of the Americans? It's genius. But what I love is just the amount of... They must have all been sitting... And you know what JV doesn't realise? Because JV likes to think he's a Francophone and he's loved in France. They are going to come down on him like a ton of Ooh. bricks. Like JV, I just, oh, the whole like, I God. can't even get my head around it. You've got like a general manager of like one of the biggest World Tour teams. You've got Thibaut Pino, like a French hero, and then Lance Armstrong just comes in with this last <laughs> minute. It's <laughs> <gets> absolutely <laughs> mental. It's like handbags at night. I love it. And also, what is what I find because obviously I know JV well. JV has the most amazing track record of alienating his own riders. It's hard to, yeah. for me to think of any rider that's been in his team and left that hasn't left on bad terms. Really? Like, genuinely. Are you, are you sure you're not, you're not just saying that because of your experience? Though? Well, from yeah. my whole team's experience, that whole Slipstream Garmin epoch, right. not one of right. us is on good or just any terms or holds him in any high regard. But what do you think the DS is? So TJ Van Garderen and the rest of them. TJ's the, the DS on the rest. What's he thinking about that? Like, yeah. oh, what's the boss? I mean, how does he... Like, they're caught right in the middle, aren't they? Yeah. Makes, that's a, makes that it a bit awkward, really doesn't it? It does yeah. make it a bit awkward. And, and what about Jefferson Cepeda? Yeah. What about <laughs> Jefferson? I mean, does he yeah. even care? Do I get a say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hang on a second. In any of this? <laughs> they're just going to be going around apologising to everybody. It's like, it's... Um, yeah. But it's... it's yeah. I mean... It's brilliant. We haven't had something like this on Twitter since, like, the the WAG affair in... <laughs> remember that? In the Tour de France. Of course I do. That was course brilliant. Course when just all I the do, wives yeah. from Team Sky were going off on each other. Oh, God. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> uh, what was the order of that one? It was so funny, it was Michelle, it? Who was it? It was Michelle Froome um, and yeah. Bradley's Kath. They yeah. were kind of going at each other. I'm not sure who else got involved, but it was oh, definitely those two going at each other. No, oh, I, I know who got involved. It was Peter in the end, wasn't it? Oh, Cav yeah. Cavendish. Yeah. <laughs> she just sailed in and just like, like slapped them both in the, around the chops and then kind of like disappeared again. <laughs> she just like, she came, she was so cool because they were just yeah. being so, yeah, it was oh, great. God, yeah. yeah You're right was, though, that, that, is, that, that is what Twitter does. I mean, 
that's the algorithm. We got to think. We got to be more controversial. Pete, you got to obviously you can't unleash yourself because you're still in the milieu. But yeah, and we got to be. Ned might have to be careful, obviously as well. <laughs> yeah. But JV is yeah. in the milieu and he's just thrown a, yeah. a bomb. The problem yeah. is yeah. when I didn't have a job in cycling, I wasn't really involved in cycling, so I couldn't care less what anyone was saying on Twitter. And now I do. I kind of have an opinion on stuff, <laughs> but I can't reply. <laughs> and you were um, the king of it, though. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you were like wildfire. Oh, I was Napalm back in the day. Like, if, <laughs> if it, like I, I don't know how I didn't see the crash landing happening, to be honest. But, I mean, this is what cycling needs, to be honest. Yeah. Less good. robots, more emotion. You know, yeah, yeah. it's great. Just it's brilliant. To f- it's honestly, I love hearing and seeing of whatever it is, if it's on TV or it's on Twitter or whatever, what people actually think and just whether it's right or wrong. <laughs> Great. It's, pe- it's a fair point that. And actually, if you unwind and recoil the whole story, the origins of this entire <laughs> spat are actually Thibaut Pino and his behavior on that climb. Yeah. Like, because it was, uh, it, was uh, it was preposterous, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know if you saw much of no. this time, but it was like, I've never seen anything like what, it. it what like happened? I don't even know the, so, the origins of it. So, so, so P- Pino attacked from this breakaway group on this long climb, yeah? And he had, on that shortened stage, so it's like, bang, bang, it's 75 kilometers oh, of yeah. racing. Towards the end, he, he attacked on the first climb, and then he attacked, whittled it down, and then he attacked really early on the final climb. And he took these two tiny climbers with him, yeah? One Ecuadorian and one Colombian. I know Rubio, who went on oh, to yeah. win the stage, and Jefferson Cepeda from EF, so Jonathan Walter's climber. And he could not drop... <laughs> Cepeda. He just couldn't drop him. <laughs> he attacked him four, five times. So these, you know what Pino looks like when he attacks as well? All standing up with his massive shoulders, just throwing it for <laughs> And each time Cepeda closed the gap, Pino's frustration got worse and worse. Until like at one point he was like he was pointing at he was pointing at himself and he's pointing his finger at Cepeda like that, like, jab, jab, jab. And then he pulled over to the other side of the road and he just like literally, s- he was spitting words at him. <laughs> like his entire, he, he honestly, he, expel- he expelled so much energy, wasted so much energy on that climb just by like his total chimp came out on the bike. I've never seen anything like it. And then I think David, as you alluded to it, when the race finished and he was devastated, uh, he actually came out to the press and said, I don't actually care that Rubio won. I just, I just, it just had to be. I just couldn't let Cepeda win. Just so long as Cepeda didn't win. And actually, all Cepeda, unless Cepeda said something that none of us know about or did something that the cameras missed, all Cepeda was doing was trying to win the bike race. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just annoying him. It's literally blameless. So he's just having so, an internal argument with himself, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. I need to win this stage, and you're not letting me win this stage. <laughs> it was that. Jeez. And that's it where like, it all stemmed from. Boom. Yeah. And that's where it all came from. So Volta's then just stirring the pot again. But... Oh. um. I think right. it might be the only time that Pino's ever used English as well. That's that's what makes me laugh as well. <laughs> who you know, are like, you? Sorry, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I just this is how all the stars align with Brilliant. like situations and moments where things happen like this, though, isn't it? Like when you get certain guys at the end of their career, certain guys at the start of their career, and it all adds up to these certain moments which just create brilliance you know <laughs> like yeah, we haven't had yeah. these type of moments for probably like the last five years because everyone's yeah, just been settled of where they are <laughs> and now you're kind of getting this change in sort of generation guys on the end of their career guys just coming through it's absolute brilliance isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 and and um i don't think pedo's done in this race by the way he's like nice. the way he, well, he's got a lot of motivation now as well he sits he sits at about four minutes 
like uh, just in the top 10. And did you, I don't know, there's a little detail yesterday. I spoke about it in yesterday's pod, but it's worth like, talking to you two about it as well. Because so in the second GC group, it split slightly. I saw that. And then Le- yeah. Leonard Kemner and Thibaut Pino and maybe one other player was kind of the, maybe Hugh Carthy, I think they were mm. kind of the wrong side of a, a little gap. And Pino closed the gap. Yeah. Like uh, simultaneously putting the Mayo Jean, not the Mayo Jean, the Malia Rosa, his teammate, Bruno Armirai, out even further out the back. <laughs> Pino closed that gap. Um, uh, you know, for all it was worth. And that's not a rider. Uh, you don't, Pino, he's not interested in finishing top 10 in this Giro. I think he, th- I think he thinks that he can win a stage. And I think he thinks as he, I think he thinks he can win a stage from the GC group on a climb. And I think he thinks he can finish on the podium. Yeah, do you know what? Poor Pino. He's had a tough time of it. He started off, he was good. He had his descending worries and his issues around that. And he was literally scared of fear. And then he was the French hope. And now he's got JV on his case. And all he wants to do is win a stage of the Giro and retire and be a happy man. Oh, man. <laughs> I just thought he's JV has now got Mark Maddio against him. <laughs> can you imagine what Madio is going to be like? JV's got to be scared about going to Tour de France and seeing Madio. Madio will well, go JV up to doesn't, Jonathan Vortis doesn't go to bike races anymore, though, does he, David? He sits in his Colorado yeah. air-conditioned mansion. Or he was on Eurosport. Fire stuff during the Giro. Hey? He was on he was Eurosport, Eurosport during the Giro. Yeah. Was he? Yes, yeah, yeah, so he was in London. Really, really in London. Yeah. yeah, doing some commentary and then in their um, pre-post-studio post studio stuff. Yeah, it's exactly. He's not in it. He's not yeah. in Italy. He won't be in France. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he strikes me as a person who's um, uh, to use a phrase that Dave Brailsford once used when he was describing someone else to me, actually, who I won't say. But he go on. No, I won't say. I very nearly did. Actually, I just thought, oh, Christ, I'll say we'll it. Guess. No, I, w- I won't actually say. It. But um, you can try and guess. Um, but he, he is. He strikes me as someone who is aggressive, Jonathan Waters, without being assertive. In oh, other words, he's he's nice. he's confrontation shy he's shy of actual he shies away from actual confrontations yeah. but doesn't mind like from a distance oh, he does. firing in a few that's sparks it, that's bang on he like he's keyboard warrior or kind of yeah. colorado wine bar warrior yeah yeah do you reckon, yeah. Do you reckon he wakes yeah. up the next morning with like the fear of what he said just like, oh shit i've done it again no he'll just be liking <laughs> all the followers his ego will be just loving oh, it. Right. the attention he'll be yeah. loving the attention <laughs> loving the attention <laughs> reveling right. in it until he thinks smart maddie Go on, producer yeah. Ned. Guys, what, yeah. what are you going to say? I've got 10 questions for you. Oh, okay. no. Let's go. Quick fire. Rapid, rapid fire questions, yeah. right? I know that you're both, particularly Pete, you've been incredibly busy, so I'm not expecting you to be fully up on the detail. Do your best, right? We haven't had a quiz on the podcast for ages. Okay, fingers on the buzzers. What's your buzzer going to sound like, Pete? I don't know. Tell me. I, haven't, I don't know. But you could go ding if you want. Ding. Ding. And Pete, you, Pete, you could go buzz. I'll go buzz. Uh, David, sorry, David. Yeah. I don't even know you are. Both you. Right, so you're Buzz and you're Ding. Yeah. Okay. Right. Who is the tallest rider in the peloton? The current peloton. Buzz. Uh, yeah, Pete just got in there first. Ding. Yeah, in the, well, it, yeah, go on. Oh, current peloton. Oh. At the Giro. The, the still, who's still there? Oh, they're going to... Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know them. I'm going to say um, the Italian sprinter. Correct. Uh, Jonathan Milan. Milan. Milan yeah. 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 I better, I've got to keep score, actually. Wait yeah. a minute. One, that's one to David. David won. Okay, next question. Which three teams, and you've got to name them all to get the point, which three teams have won multiple stages? Buzz. David. Bora Hansgrohe? No. Oh, you're right. Damn. Oh, no. Okay, I'm, I'll subtract. All right, go on. Four which teams. Four teams. <laughs> uh, Four teams. E, um, EF. 
Correct. Um, uh, uh, Sudal, Quick Step. Correct. And um, Bahrain, what Bahrain, victorious. Is Milan correct? What's uh, he's no, he's only won one. Uh, he's only won um, one. Okay, okay, I'll give you half a point, David. Uh, Pete, can you correct? Can you complete that list? I one, got three one teams. more team has won. One more team has won what multiple stages? I'm only giving you half a point though, David. I don't know why. Just make Multi- multiple yeah. stages. Uh, Pete, if you can name this 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 last remaining team that has won multiple stages, then you get half a point randomly. Um, movie star. No. Oh. Uh, the answer is UAE. You, I was going to say UAE. Uh, didn't, I, didn't, I knew he wouldn't want. Oh, Minolte, okay. Brandon Minolte. That's two questions down. David, you're on one and a half. Pete, you're on zero. Mm, standard. Ha- right. You've both got to answer this and we'll see who's nearest to the correct answer. Okay. How much do you earn in euros for riding with the red dossard number for the most combative rider the previous day? 300 euros. Two hundred. It's a dead heat. You get half each. It's two hundred and fifty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you're off the you're off the mark, mate. Half a point. Well done, sir. Where's some pill? Okay, snooker. Again, sa- sa- same same deal. Who's going to be closest, right? How much do you get for winning the Giro d'Italia? Um, fifty thousand euros. Fifty thousand, David. Oh God, Pete? I'm going to come down a bit then for winning the whole thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, three hundred, three hundred thousand. It's 150,000. David, you're just closest. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, bad luck, Pete. Bad luck, Pete. So it's three points to David, half a point to Pete. But that sounds a bit unfair to me. But anyway, there are two sets of brothers in the race. Can you name either of them? No. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. That you're both honest. I'll give you half a point for honesty, both of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Keep it equal. Uh, yeah, the Paris Pantre brothers. What? He's got a brother? Uh, I didn't even yeah, know that. L- really skinny dude. Yeah, huh. with a beard. Oh, Valentine's his brother skinny. will hate you saying that, by the way. Well, which one? The, the, the not the pan, the pane or pantre the Paris Pantre pa- pa- Paris Pantre Paris Pantre yeah. what the heck's that Paris Pantre <laughs> yeah well they're both they're both extremely skinny but Valentin's even skinnier um, and uh, the Bice brothers Mattia Bice and Davide Bice hey just going back to this Paris Pantre was that the one you saw doing um, the bike delivery in London well was, was it the younger brother that was, full s- that, was uh, that was Aurelien who's won a stage actually he won yeah. a stage at the Giro um, but it, but but the whole courier thing was a complete load of nonsense fed to me by Phil Wright, uh, Fred Wright's dad. Okay. It just, it was, I it always was garbage. That was complete nonsense. Absolutely. It was absolutely, it was an absolute lie, which is rather disappointing. Mm. Um, he mistook him for someone. I don't know. I can't remember what the story was, but it's not true. Okay. Uh, right. That's five questions. Here we've got five questions still to go. <clears throat> Who does, which team does Charlie Quarterman ride for? Coratech. Correct, Pete. Oh, Pete. Bang. Straight in there. Right, interesting. Pete's rallying, finishing fast here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Question number seven. Which team did Charlie Quarterman ride for at World Tour level? Oh, um, Bora Hansgrohe. No, no. Pete, take a guess. It's a free hit. It's a bike company, Pete. Bike company. BMC. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Trek. It's Trek. So, no, you both wipe out there. 50-50 okay. on it. I like, had a one yeah. or two chance of getting that one. True. Okay, three questions remain. Which team 
declined an invitation to race the Giro d'Italia? Uh, Lotto. Correct, David. Oh, David. Lotto. Yeah, but what's their full name this year? Destiny. Yeah, I'll give half, Pete half a point <laughs> yeah, for that. <laughs> I'll give David, a, give David a full point uh, uh, for that. So uh, we've got two questions remaining. How long was the second individual time trial that Remco Evenepoel won? 37 kilometres. David? 36 kilometres. David's right, 35. Ah, well, yeah. not right, Shouldn't have gone David's first. Ah. And finally, which Italian rider flicked Mark Cavendish in the, f in the run into the finish at Napoli and uh, took his wheel out? Danese. Calls it Correct, Good answer. David. Well first done, David. Yeah. First name? Giuseppe. First name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll get Pete, Pete have, have a guess. You get half a point for this. Um, Gianluca. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto, <laughs> just top uh, Alberto Dionese. One, two, three, four, five, six, six We're and a half to David. Pete, you're on uh, two and a half. Not bad, Pete, considering so. you haven't been watching the Giro. Very good. Yeah, I'm now like way more stressed than I've ever been in the last two months. So brilliant, <laughs> thanks, Ned. <laughs> All right. So yeah. when does the race start, Pete? Uh, Days it today, Monday. Starts on Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, how many stages and what's the race like? And is it all mountains? No, it's not. It, it's not all mountains. There's one big mountain day. Um, but it's Alps is there the races there's I think B&B Hotels did it last year um, who else did it there's a couple of like pro teams to do it which I didn't realise to be honest um, uh, yeah it's like a couple of sprint days one undulating day and then yeah big day in the mountains to, to finish off so cool looking forward to getting nice. into it very good oh and by by the way did I tell you I, I, I might have told you in the WhatsApp group but not in the pod I am coming to the Nationals Pete Oh yeah, yeah. He's I'm presenting there it. on. I'm presenting. Uh, there's going to be coverage on ITV of the nationals. So I'm presenting, oh. and uh, I'm going to be there on the Friday for the Crit Championships. Yeah, I'm staying up on the Saturday, and then working again uh, for the women's and the men's road races on the Sunday. Where are they? So, oh, somewhere. Cleaverhead up or something. It's called. Cleveland? Cleve, Cleve, oh, Redhead. Red. <laughs> I just joined the two Red names. Car. Red Cleve, Car. Cleaverhead. I'll say Cleaverhead. Red. Wow, where's that? <laughs> Red, Red Car and Cleve, Cleveland. Red but car. it's, yeah, it's yeah. north right, isn't it? When are you map. going up there, Pete? Oh, it's it's so hectic. We finished the Giro on, baby Giro on Sunday, whatever date that is, yeah. and then drive back to Cali straight after the race, arrive in Egham where the service course is Monday night, leave on Tuesday morning to go oh, okay. up to there for the time trial that starts Wednesday. Okay. So I'll be there from Wednesday onwards. I was going to try and grab a lift. <laughs> I haven't got a car. Oh, really? Sounds like a yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> just a day day too early, isn't it? Yeah, day or two too early, yeah. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not up there for the time trial. Funnily enough, they're not putting the time trial on the telly, so I don't know why. Oh, me neither. So, 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 exci a, so exciting, isn't such it? A, such a spectacle. Just don't know what, <laughs> what's going to happen. You know, no, you're no. always on... Oh, it's a knife uh, edge, isn't it? Who's going to win? Mind you, you're saying that. Does the British national champion get automatic place at the Worlds? Don't Not know. anymore, I don't think. Anyway, that would be motivation to do well. Oh, we'll catch up there then, Ned, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's quite might be doing some ITV bits out as well. Good. I might, in fact, because uh, yeah, I might that might tie in with you on that, and I might come up a little bit earlier. I might even come up and watch the time trial. Who knows? Just, you love it. Just watch it. Just, just as a fan. By the side of the road. Ned. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you come up Could when we go up and do like a bit of a podcast in the car? Could do, but that's quite a long time, and just up there for no reason, really. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd come up on the Wednesday when I don't have to be there till the Friday. But oh, uh, that's true. We'll yeah, see. don't do that. Yeah, 
<laughs> all right, all right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my rest day see you guys see you see you enjoy bye. enjoy that bye, bye. bye.